Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Driving More Show here on New Zealand Sports Radio. Hi, I'm Paul and I'll be your host this evening. And boy, oh boy, it's going to be a fun one tonight. I can see we're going to have a few uh, differing opinions on some of the topics we're going to be covering off on. So, um, yes, it's going to be an exciting one, folks. Strap yourselves in. Uh, this is uh, You're not going to see uniformity of opinions this evening, I don't think. So, joining me this evening, I have got back on uh, for rugby. It's Arshwin. How are you doing, sir? Oh, I'm, I'm good. I've just returned from a boxing class with the kids. And as we can see, Arshwin is expecting another lockdown because he's got lots of toilet paper. <laughs> no, no. They're, they're sticky labels. For electrical testing and tagging, which is a requirement under the Electrical Regulations Act of New Zealand and of workplace safety. So, Jim's testing and tagging, your place to get your <laughs> to be compliant. Absolutely. And if you need fire extinguishers, I can help you out with that too. <laughs> but they do look like toilet roll. Um, <laughs> it's all about now. You just need a cat, okay? Put them across the across the doorway, and your cat can come running around the around the corner and jump over them. Um, <laughs> and you can make a video about it, and it'll go viral. Like we would have done that twelve months ago. Evening, Stephen. How are you doing, sir? Can you get comfy? Yeah, very, very comfy. Just need to get in the right uh, right position because I think it's going to be an action packed. Uh, hour and something tonight so uh, yeah great to be on the tdm again and uh, ashwin great to see you mate need to work yeah you too mate you too need to work on that lighting though brother i know i don't know what's going on today you normally it's actually been pretty good just try and bring that and i'm not sure what's going on yeah maybe just your skin complexion but hey we may not go there (laughs) (laughs) i've been taking those michael jackson pills (laughs) <laughs> oh, not working. train wreck of a show before you can start okay um, so some of the topics we have for this evening are the rugby world cup 2021 or the women's rugby world cup has been postponed by 12 months and um, we'll have a chat about that the uh, lions after um talking about uh, having a women's tour for 18 years um have decided to actually pay for a feasibility study um the um we've had a player in the in Europe, uh, who was uh, uh, injured during training, and she's having to pay for her own um, uh, operation. So, I have a quick chat around what's going on over there. Um, stuff put out a a, 
an article about sports coverage. And so we'll have a chat about that. Uh, and also Super Rugby. Looks like we're a step closer to a Fiji and Moana Pacifica um, side in Super Rugby as well. Um, no, Arshwin? Or you're or you, or you typing, or you're, you're replying to something you're typing on? Or you're shaking your head at what I'm saying? No, no, I'm shaking my head at that. That's all right. We'll talk about it later. Let's talk about that later. Okay. <clears throat> so, uh, big news last week. Women's Rugby World Cup has been postponed from, or, or well, it hasn't been postponed yet. That's, that's right. That's not true. Uh, there is a recommendation going to the World Rugby Council to postpone it um, from this year to next year, um, which um, I think uh, a lot of people will say is uh, not a surprise, um, to be honest, uh, and also probably the right decision, um, considering that they needed something like 500 plates, guaranteed places in MIQ, uh, managed isolation, um, that uh, they still haven't done the qualification tournament yet for teams to know who's actually in it uh, entirely. Um, uh, and also um, that, um, uh, that uh, look, we're talking about amateur players for a lot of the teams. Um, therefore, could they really expect them to spend another two weeks off um, and have uh, uh, as, as well as the tournament length and also a qualifying tournament? Um, I mean, how much time do they need off work or can they get off work? Pardon me. Um, to attend a tournament. So, I mean, Stephen, no big um, surprise there. No, probably uh, probably not at, the, at this stage. Paul, I, I mean to say the, the world is pretty much in in limbo at the moment. And, uh, of course, the vaccine seems to be getting getting out there no matter where you are in the world. Maybe not so much in Aotearoa at the minute, but we won't, that's another subject for another day. But, um, yeah, it, it, you're dead right. No, no surprise at the minute. I mean to say... I think you want, and you, you know, for a tournament like that, I think you want the, the whole rugby focus on that tournament. I don't know if it would be in these COVID times. Austin, yeah, agreed. Oh, look, I mean, I, I th to tell you the truth, Stephen, I reckon actually, let's say um, we'll, we'll talk about why it's, you know, I totally in agreement and postponement, but I actually sort of think that if it did go ahead, that would have massive um, viewership because of the fact is that there's still a lack of sport that's going on globally. Um, so that's why, you know, you get eyeballs on it. Um, you know, like, like what we've sort of saw last year in particular when um, Super Rugby um, Aotearoa started, you know, as a factor that there was massive interest into it because there was just nothing to do. So there was, you know, that was something to do. So I think it would actually. But, you know, I know um, Paul's a fan of, I think, is it her name Alice Soper? The, um, uh, yes, go on. Yep. Alice, yeah, well, yep. Just going off. And it's just like, I'm sorry, but, you know, what world do you live in? It's just like, apart from New Zealand, with you know the other teams at New Zealand, they haven't been playing rugby. You know, UK's European teams, the American Americans, none of these teams have been playing rugby, and she expects the um, for the World Cup tournament to to go ahead. Not to, oh, you know, is 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 talking about why it shouldn't have been postponed, and they could have tried harder. And it's just like, hello, lady, what what planet are you on? I mean, you know, there's so many. Tournaments at the moment, the T20 World Cup was postponed from Australia, which has got a far more financial impact in moving that than this tournament. And that's like, you know, get real, basically. Get off your yeah. soapbox and be constructive. People are trying to actually um, support women's product. And you doing like that just turns people off that would actually be wanting to support it. The, um, okay, well, oh, so, 
Because 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 I thought uh, okay, well, uh, to, to be honest, um, she's she's shot in the hip a couple of times. In all honesty, I think she's changed her opinion a few times over the last uh, few days. Because I mean, initially she was like, "Yep, yeah, the right thing to do." Because ten weeks, blah blah blah. As you say, uh, she's so yeah. I, whilst on the whole, I like her enthusiasm. Uh, I think she does make some good points. I like enthusiasm, mate. My enthusiasm, one thing though. If you want people to take you seriously, make serious comment, not off the hip. A lot of shoot. I mean, we know from look. It's not. It's not having a pot shot at women. We do that with men as well. Men commentators. Stephen Jones. How many of us do any of us here read Stephen Jones articles? Well, no. no. So they're, they're behind a paywall. Um, well, well, hang on. Let's not, let's not be flippant about it. No, 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 no. Hang on. I don't want to be flippant about it. I want to make a point here. That's a valid point. Yeah. We're not. We don't read his articles because they're garbage. They, they're, they're trolling garbage. And so you don't. So if you want to be taken seriously. Be serious about your content. Be realistic about your content. Now, I think she did make a number of good points, though, in which you may or you should dis- agree or disagree with. But I don't think the Black Ferns captain should have found out about, about it via an email after the media did. Um, that, the, that, uh, that's a, that's the, an administration issue within the New, um, New Zealand Rugby Union, not yeah. about the decision. That's not about the decision. Oh, I'm no, no, sorry, no. I'm still going to carry on. This way. You said she made some valid points. Yeah, your valid points point. are going to get washed away. While you're making silly points, okay. These are the, these are the valid points. There, no, I say I'll agree that yes, it should have been postponed. That's why how I, how I started. Um, uh, but uh, there are a number of valid points that that, that, that have been that, that have come out around how it's about how it's gone, and what other organisation has been happening. So, for example, the yeah, the Black Ferns captain should not be finding out by an email after the after the media. No, um, that communication needs to be better. We need to have a plan B. What are the Black are the Black Ferns going to have any games at all this year? Um, at the moment, we just had deadly silence out in New Zealand rugby as to as to what is going to happen for the Black Ferns um, this year. They've known this game was this this tournament was most likely to be postponed for a while now. It's that they they haven't found out at the last minute like everyone else has. They should have some plan. To, they, they they should we should be hearing something that they're organising something for the black for the Black Ferns to do for the rest of the year um, as well. Uh, so yeah, there needs to be a plan B and there needs to be better communication with the players. I, it's really, I, you, I think it's really poor on that side it's, of things. It's probably fair to say the New Zealand Rugby Union two years in a row have probably dropped the ball in and around women's rugby. If you can think back to our first COVID lockdown last year and all of a sudden everything was announced in and around various uh, uh, tournaments and within New Zealand, you know, we're talking super rugby might and of course might attend cup rugby and of course, oh shivers, there was the women's game that com- got completely forgotten about and it took Alice Soper to come out and basically via Twitter and say, hey, guys, what are, what's happening with women's rugby? You know, we've, we've actually grown your game. We've got a world rugby World Cup scheduled for this year. And, of course, I think the rugby union, it's fair to say, they've actually dropped the ball once again. They really needed – somebody needed to be – you know, there, there needed to be some communications going on in the background. I must admit I'm having a, a bit of a chuckle to myself. Is uh, Alice Soper becoming the Aliota uh, Ma- uh, Sopulu? <laughs> Of the uh, the international uh, women's game, Probably women's game, not quite as uh, uh, fresh as uh, Eliotto when he comes out with some of his. Oh, it's uh, just starting players. out. Come on, give her a but, chance. But I'm, but, I'm, but, I'm, but I'm saying that you know she's um, she's basically uh, st- standing up for the women's game, and you, you you've got to respect her in that situation. But I think once once again, I think she has to, you know, like her like her dad Barry Soper, who's <laughs> a uh, who's a uh, political journalist. I think sometimes you've got to go okay. and do some digging first before you shoot your mouth. Yeah. Uh, look, I mean, 
I think let, let's. I think what what you're talking about in terms of forgetting about certain aspects of the game or components of the game that comes down to the structure of the NZRFU rather than actually um, the comms team. Let's say missing out. What is the structure of the NZRFU in terms of men's rugby, women's rugby, junior rugby, club rugby? What what is the structure? What is the who is the for the want of a term um, the manager of women's rugby? And what is he leading and what's the team he's leading? What are they doing in terms of looking at what's going on, what's the future is, what they have to plan? What are they doing? So until it's sort of like chopping the head off at the top and saying, oh, you guys at the top are stuffed up, actually, is the structure right? Is there a, is there a, a manager of women's rugby? Um, well, I think we can be fairly safe to say that, it, uh, that New Zealand rugby um, tends to uh, – will, will happily – uh, champion say how wonderful its job it's doing, but um, and use it for publicity, but will then uh, not put the the effort. Now, I'm not talking about resources necessarily in, in necessarily straight up money for players, because I, I don't think that I, the game's not in a situation to do that. But um, there's definitely space for for better resourcing or better uh, organisation of it. Yeah, because clearly they they have. That, but that still doesn't answer the question: Is there like if you if you're a let's say they are a corporate, right? They're yep. a corporate. Yep. So in a corporate organization, you've got your products and you'll have your product managers for those products. Who is the product manager for women's rugby? Because they're the one that's failing. They're the ones that have to be held accountable in the times of holding people accountable. These are the ones that have to be held accountable for what's happening around communication and women's rugby. The... Um... Whilst I'll Google away and try and find out, it's very <laughs> unlikely I'm going to get anywhere near it. Um, we can we can try and find out if there is somebody or not. Um, but um, yeah, and, the, and uh, I mean, yeah. I suppose the other thing, just going back to last year, I mean, they did organise the um, international. I mean, as you said, it was um, the Black Ferns played the, um, the the Aussie women team, um, and no, they didn't. I thought they did play. No, no, no. Last year they played a a, um, a possibles versus probables. Oh, possibles, yeah, right, 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 right. Um, who games okay. versus barbarian? So, well, the, but the reality is, is that who can they play? Oh, look, right. They, 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 they eventually play? got around to doing something. No, no. Right? What I'm saying is that okay. So going forward now, yeah, who oh, yeah. can they play? Who can they play? Well, that's the question. Could, you know, who is out there? Yeah. So I mean, there is there is the Wallaroos as as a potential. Now that's going to require quarantining at some in, in um, mm. as we've seen already. Um, there's the potential of uh, Fiji, I mean, Fiji, Samoa, um, both of those, uh, one of them has, uh, Fiji's qualified for the Women's Rugby World Cup, Samoa could do. Now, is it going to be a one-sided affair? Yes, it probably would be against those, but um, you could run out, you could run some sort of game um, uh, against them as well. Plus, we should be, we'll, we'll end up seeing a possibles, probables and um, a barbarians thing again, but at least let us know that you're planning something or something is in the works. I tell you where they've dropped the ball. I, I tell you where they've really dropped the ball is that, and this should have happened pre-COVID anyway, is that as women's super rugby teams, women's super rugby yeah. teams should have been in existence about three or four years ago, and if they had done that three or four years ago, then you would have women's rugby happening right now as well. Yeah, and Jamie Wall is one of the people who's uh, has, has gone down has uh, written an article in um, RNZ uh, saying the same thing. Yeah. And, and you know, yeah. guys, also, also a great opportunity to. We know how much talent there are running around at Farrah Palmer Cup level, and sometimes some of that talent runs around in, in some of the lesser sides mm. as well, and doesn't always come to the top. But we all know 
the best way to bring those players through to another level is take them to another level. And a super rugby team will all of a sudden elevate those players who might be playing for a Tasman or a Hawks Bay or a, or a Taranaki who will, who will basically get overlooked but maybe good enough to go to that next level. Absolutely. Okay, so I think that's more constructive by doing that. In answer to your question earlier about the structure of yep. um, New Zealand rugby, no, they don't. So they've got a chief CEO, Mark Robinson, um, someone in charge of people, safety, and well-being. Yeah, whatever. Um, then we got Steve. Lan- safety. This, this, this is it's, 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 it's going to end up falling under Steve Lancaster, um, who is the general manager for community rugby, because Farrah Palmer Cup is a community. Uh, um, all those. All those sides are community sides or professional sides as far as funding goes. Um, you've then got Chris, Chris Rendrum, who's a general manager of professional rugby and performance, um, who covers off on the uh, professional teams uh, and uh, super rugby. Um, and then uh, you've got um, Darren Shand, who's the All Blacks manager. So you're right. There's nobody in there to That's head the up women's rugby. That is the hole. And that is the hole. That the NZ- so if you're going to have a go at the NZR, if you – have a go at that. Don't worry about the comms yet. Yeah, comms is not going to be there if you haven't got a person who's focused on the women's game. So the whole is, you know, looking at root cause, what you, what you want to yeah. do is actually look at root cause. Root cause is that there isn't a person at top level that focuses on the women's game. That is the problem. Yep. Yeah. Um, does Farrah Palmer um, have some prominence in the New Zealand Rugby Union these days while she's on the board? <laughs> so um so yes um, so uh, so farrah palmer um jennifer kerr um and um other two people other two women on the board um currently um it's for those as we're doing our talking about governance and stuff um the I mean, to keep it, as 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 oh, sorry go on, go on Stephen. paul you'd actually think there would there would be an advocate for the game in a similar way to the New Zealand Rugby Union Players Association. Uh, surely, is there a, does the Players Association look at, do they have somebody, I mean, to say, I'll do, I'll do the job for crying out loud if that's the case. But I think that's what women's rugby needs. They need somebody very, very similar to our friend, um, oh God, I Rob Nickel. Rob yeah, Nickel? Rob Nickel, who yeah. does that job for women's But should rugby. Rob Nickel, should, should Rob Nickel, I mean, like, again, you've now got to change the structure of the players association right um because there will be professional women that are part of the rugby players association i would assume now because there's professional women players so effectively rob nickel should be at the top and then you should have somebody underneath them that looks after the men's game and somebody underneath them looks after the women's game or you know it's focusing on that and there's also a maori rugby board as part of new zealand rugby which um farrah palmer heads up um who actually chairs that one so again uh Again, how much focus, how much time she has to focus on the women's side, and she's also focused on the married side. I, I sort of think though she's at a board level doing that, right? So that's more a subcommittee at a board level, was it? Um, because she's on the board, she's not an employee as such. That's correct. Yeah. So she's on the board, so therefore she would be doing that as a subcommittee at a board at a director's level. So that's still, um, you know, they need to look at. Why isn't there? A, if you've got a subcommittee for the Maori All Blacks, why haven't you got a subcommittee for women's game? And then yep. the flow-on down effect is that you just don't have the focus at that top level. If you don't have the focus at the top level, how are you going to have the focus down the chain? Agreed. Um, 
Nocturnal Rights, did the union sack half its staff? Um, uh, it sacked half its, I think, its headquarters staff. Um, in it, the, uh, but um, who knows how many of those have now been rehired? As, uh, as, as goes, uh, as usually happens when they sack half the staff at any organisation. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, crap, we can't do that. We've got to get them back. <laughs> um, Craig says actually, women's north versus south. Um, not really, because the problem with the south is that um, unlike in the men's game, where you've got a, stra a strong Tasman, a strong Canterbury, a strong Otago, um, and, a, and, a, and, and also Southland, uh, in the women's game, Southland doesn't even exist. Um, Otago and Tasman are both very weak, and you've only got Canterbury down there. So it's not, you can't do north south in the same way as you can with the men's game, um, unfortunately. That's why they went probables, possibles, even though probables, possibles was not actually probables, possibles. It was just two even sides. Do you, I don't know, Paul, sometimes it's easier to pull one, you know, if you've got one strong team with a couple of additions, sometimes it's a lot easier as opposed to, to get all those combinations. So if you were picking a, a side out of Auckland, Waikato, Bay of, Bay of Plenty. Northland. Yeah, Northland as well. You know, even if they were going to maybe look at a concept like that, there might there might be some girls who, who basically first score, here we go again, when it turns eligibility, who may have scored down <laughs> in the South Island. And you don't, to, but... To but Steve, these days you could just say, I identify as a South Islander, and then you'd be eligible to play for them. <laughs> right then. Um... I feel Māori. I'm going to play for the Māoris. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure, Frank Bunce. <laughs> I feel Samoan. Um, Someone says, um, on an unrelated note, it's not going to be totally unrelated because while we're putting the boot in, we'll, we'll, I'll continue. I'm using rugby. Let's continue. But Paul, I just saw, I just saw one uh, a piece come up. Somebody said good evening from the lovely Canterbury. My, <laughs> having sat in the crowd down in, uh, that's, is it Go Willie 83? My last experience sitting in the crowd down in Canterbury wasn't a good one. The Blues got pumped that night and I got told where to go. I got told where the airport was. <laughs> I'm just trying to, where he got that lovely bit. <laughs> when, my, when, my, when my parents were, were, were travelling, uh, doing their um, their campervan trip, they got told in the North Island, wow, the people in the South Island are so friendly all the way around. So there you go. Um, <laughs> they, they actually found people in the North Island to be friendly too. So there you go. Anyway, um, so Simon, so yeah, on an unrelated note, did, did you guys get the survey on the MySend Cup from months ago? Yes, I think we did. Uh, I think we talked about it then. What, um, what's interesting, though, is that it's not going to be the MySend Cup, is it, again this year? Because that was the last year of sponsorship from the Spice 10, and we've had absolute radio silence out of New Zealand Rugby about Cricket. a new sponsor. So, yeah, Cricket's again. Um, quite, a, quite, quite interesting, quite interesting. Paul, there was a um, article on stuff. I think it was um, uh, Dale McLeod, the Southland coach. He's come off the long run and had a crack at the uh, New Zealand Rugby Football Union because uh, now that was pretty much in and around how the Mitre Ten Cup was going to look. And I think he pretty much totally disagrees that it they should split it into a a, a little bit like the Farrah Palmer Cup. He, he, he believes they should just leave it alone. So that's an interesting article if you get the opportunity to uh, pull that. I, I, I look, I mean, I, I, I saw the um, survey and I saw, I mean, the survey leads you into answers. So it's not a good survey anyway. But um, the structure isn't isn't terrible. But the issue that I have is there's like Mitre 10 Cup or No Name Cup is um, in the last couple of years has actually been a really good product. Has been really coming along really well. So, you know, 
why would you want to go and change something that's actually getting a bit of traction and actually starting to get uh, a, a, a good following, some good content, good games happening? Um, you know, the, the games, I mean, crossover games are actually not that, I mean, between, um, let's call it Division 1, Division 2, but oh, Championship and Premiership, sorry, um, aren't actually that as one-sided as they used to be. Um, generally speaking, you still know what the result's going to be unless there's a major upset, but there's still much closer games than they used to be. So realistically speaking, um, why would you want to change something now that's actually starting to work? This is quite interesting. interesting. The problem that I think up isn't the structure of the games, it's the marketing of it. Yep. Yeah, just to yep. just also to just to, just also to quote something that uh, Dale Dale McLeod, the Southland coach, obviously he's he's, he's not very happy, but at, at the moment he he basically says I wouldn't have a clue what the format will be by now. I would normally have our planning done. Um, we'd know where we'd be going, and we would have uh, started to book flights and accommodation. So. This is pretty much what we're getting from one of our provincial coaches at the moment. So you've got to ask the question. The um, nocturnal rights is yeah, get, get the All Blacks playing in it, generate hype to get the crowds back. No. Um, the, the great thing about one of the strengths of New Zealand rugby is that we don't overplay the players, right? Um, they don't have to play too many games. Uh, and the only way you can do that is by having a tier of rugby that's available for the, not, for the super rugby players for the, who are not internationals to be able to play. If you try and just have your All Blacks playing every single game, then it's going to burn out. Um, this, it works because they're away playing international um, and my 10 Cup is being played at that time. So, no, I, I disagree with getting the All Blacks back into playing um, the Mitre 10 Cup, unless they're coming back from injury and all that kind of stuff, or they have, or, or between get, um, if the, or if they're part of the greatest squad, the wider squad, not getting game time, fine. But don't try and force it, um, to my mind on that one um and talk about the north south we saw one of the problems with the north south one was that you ended up with uh teams that were not even canterbury basically just um thumped most of their teams apart from i think wellington was about the only one they had a, that they didn't actually thump I and mean, they beat them comfortably um whereas uh so yeah canterbury versus southland i mean would southland want to be playing canterbury and tasman every year um i'm i'm not sure so yeah um, so uh, Aaron's just back from the pub, so oh my word, the uh, the chat could be about to light up. Um, <laughs> so it's all I'm gonna ask, I've got to just carry on. Um, which line of thought was it nocturnal? Because I said lots of stuff, yeah. That's, one, that's, that's, that's why I didn't know what, sure what, what, what he was referring to. He which said, line of thought was it that I was here? The hot potato. potato, I thought they were all hot potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> we just need some sour cream to go with it. <laughs> um the um uh the uh so yeah so anyway um moving on then uh more women's rugby uh look um there's a play this we're thankful in, in new zealand right the acc is fantastic i don't know how it ever came about i don't know who thought it up but it but it works brilliantly because over in Aust over in the uk um we have an international player um who was um playing uh, it was playing for a club, Bristol Bears. Now, Bristol Bears, the side that can drop a million dollar, a million pounds a, a year to pay. Um, uh, um, oh, Charles, blank. Piertow. Charles Piertow has uh, can can find the money to to hire Saint Redradra. Let's be honest, he don't come cheap, um, but somehow can't afford the eight thousand pounds 
for to um, uh, for one of their players who uh, got injured during training to have an operation. Um, so, which is just uh, unreal that the fact that you've got a, a, a the the Tyrrells, uh, what was the Tyrrells Premier, Premier Fifteen Premier Eighteens, whatever it's called, Premier Fifteens, um, which is the top level of uh, women's rugby in well outside of France. Um, and they don't even. Yeah, sorry, that's my motorbike going past my garage. Um, <laughs> the, um, I, I thought you were standing to an airport. There was a plane taking off. The, oh, got, oh, was like, cool sound effects, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a soundboard. The, um, well, look. I, yes, I have been shopping, but I can tell you, sound effects was not what was in this box. By the way, um, I'll let people know in my pulling back the curtains on uh, Friday with my article and what, what that what was in that box. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, come on. Uh, if, if you're going to be, if you're going to have players playing for you, you have to have you have to pay for their insurance, medical insurance. So it just, it just uh, doesn't doesn't uh, that that one I just really don't get. Um, I, I don't know. Things... I mean, I, I, I look can't disagree with you there. I suppose it's just understanding the structure of um, rugby in, in in Europe, the UK, and um, knowing how it works. I suppose is the fact is that um, is it an amateur sport? Is it more a club? You know, like like our club competition where, I mean, like your clubs aren't going to have insurance and the like. So I'm just wondering, is it more like that? And um, I think, you know, I, I suppose it's hard to say. I mean, like it, you do you do sort of look at it and think, hang on, you're paying million-dollar players on one side and not covering medical bills for amateur players on the other. Yeah, I, I don't well, know. I mean, it's, it's without knowing the full structure, how it all works, it's, it's a hard one to really comment on. What, 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 one of the problems that the women are finding is that actually it's semi-pro and therefore their um, the, the 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 insurance they get by being kind of part of by, by their kind of um, by being members of clubs or being, that, 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 that therefore get covered by the RFU insurance kind of thing and that that amateur insurance doesn't doesn't count for them because they suddenly become semi-pro. Um, now at semi-pro, some of their some of them are saying that it doesn't even cover their petrol um, to get to training and games. Uh, and then if they take out personal insurance, it's £150 a month. Um, so they're suddenly like, well, hang on, I'm going to be even worse off now because I'm suddenly playing a higher level or, or trying, trying, trying to become, trying to push this game forward. So it's a bit of a mess uh, and it just needs to be a, th a few a few people have been have not realised, I think, that their insurance didn't suddenly become null and void because they've, I think I think um, actually the, who needs to take up the cudgels on that one is the I mean there's got to be a players association associated with the game and there isn't. Well, that's where the problem is. That's where the problem is. Yeah, the players association only covers Premiership rugby players in the men's side. That's all they cover. Oh, I, okay. So I mean, like, there's no semi-professional ones then. No, they yeah, don't cover semi-professional players. So 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 men so men who are playing in the championship don't get aren't, aren't covered by it. Um, okay. Exactly. So yeah, no, it's a, it's a. Um, so it's only yeah. the, it's only the fully professional. Yep. And this okay. is, I guess, this is, this is again another reason why we're actually, whilst whilst we have bashed using rugby a lot this year, this um, this show, one of the good things is that because it's all uh, because of that central control we're using in rugby, um, rather than having all these clubs, um, that there are set standards and all these things are covered and controlled, um, and players who are playing minor ten cup get proper. Um, or Farrah Palmer Cup do get either insurance or covered by ACC um, because the because it is they, because they do actually. Um, well, in fact, I mean it, it, the players without insurance are covered by ACC. Yeah. So you know, even a, even a fully professional player, um, if they are playing in New Zealand solely, realistically mm -hmm. doesn't have to have insurance because ACC covers it. Um, but if you want to have a top up, then 
you have your own insurance. So the um, so yeah, so it's a bit uh, as 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 I've heard before. It's a bit, the the rugby championship can be uh, which is the second tier in men's competition called the Wild West. Some of those guys are on week to week contracts and all sorts of stuff. So it can be a bit of a mess over there in the UK. Um, that one. Um, so yes, after eighteen years of talking about a women's um, Lions tour, uh, so they found a sponsor who's going to pay for a feasibility study, which um, seems like a bit a bit of a farce. <laughs> Um, sounds like the Labour Party's taken over, mate. They... <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a working group. They are red. <laughs> they are red. Yes. Okay. Fine. I'll, I'll, you can take them. I'll let you have that one. Um, <laughs> the... oh, goes through the oh. gap. There's a big gap in the midfield there. Yeah. <laughs> Deary me. Um, anyway, um, uh, we're trying to keep politics off here because you know we're going to end up shouting at each other. The, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No. So back, 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 it's, uh, I mean, I, I suppose the question comes down to who are they going to play? If you put four, uh, five, four teams together mm -hmm. from Europe who make up opposition, um, in the women's game, yeah. Who are they going to play? The Black Ferns. Oh, they can play the Black Ferns, so they can also play Canada and also the USA. Um, yeah, so Canada's pretty much gone off the boil. The um, I, the um, uh, the because if you think about the, the teams that were in the, in that um, back in twenty nineteen, they had that um, tournament in San Diego, was it? Or? That's right. Yeah, and that was USA, Canada. New Zealand, England, and France. Um, the um, the um, so yeah um, the so yeah we, 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 we um, so look yeah those are the places that they could they, they could tour. They couldn't tour South Africa. It would be a total waste of time. Um, the Wallaroos, okay, really even are, Australia, yeah, know, even Australia is not going to be no competition there either. So. <laughs> I, I look, I mean, this thing, I, I think what you need to do, the other thing you have to look at is the fact is that why keep copying or following in the footsteps of what's already been? Come up with something that's actually, you know, um, well, develop something that actually is specific to your environment um, would be the way to go. Now, Osman, sorry, go on, go on, I read about something somewhere. Um, I don't know which article it was, but maybe a, a suggestion was a um, a British a woman's British Lions team touring New Zealand would be a would be an interesting concept. Where's he been the past five minutes? That's what we've been talking about, Steve. What are you oh, talking sorry, about? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's been reading the comments. <laughs> yes, I have actually. <laughs> so I've had you guys on mute. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yep, I I reckon no no but here's here, like, like no no seriously 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 I reckon that they should get the four nation the home nations together and do a women's um, lions team. The <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, boys. Okay, now um, you <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I, I don't know if you're allowed to play that tune anymore, Steve. No, no, I think I it's been cancelled. That means... <laughs> sure, might get cancelled. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> oh. So anyway, um, Alshon makes a, uh, does actually make a good point. Is right. One of the comments that was made I by um, I think it was Steve Chu uh, about probably about three years, three or four years ago. Now, was that look, we don't want to make the same mistakes professionalizing the women's game that we made when we professionalized the men's game. Um, is, is, was, was kind of what he said. Now, it wasn't clear what, what mistakes he was talking about at the time, um, but um, the and he never he never went to clarify what those mistakes were. Um, but very true. Why are we? We know that the men's the structure of the men's rugby game is based is is dysfunctional and doesn't work. Right? Um, it's financially unstable, um, and and and, and there's, 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 there's um, player. Welfare is an issue because there's too many games. Um, so why, yeah, why go about copying something that we know needs fixing rather than trying to build it better? Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm more thinking. I'm actually thinking more blue sky mining type scenario. Look at the strengths of your game and come up with competitions using the strengths of your game. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about anything about the men's game or anything like that. Don't go men's game, men's game, men's game. Take your game and develop your game, look at the strengths of your game and see where you can grow it and where you can build it and how you can build it and how, how you're going to create that product that is marketable, that people are going to watch and spend money on. Yep, no, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, yeah, don't, don't copy something that... Yeah, come up with well, don't worry about the fact that it's not broken or anything like that. You know, let's, let's, you know, they're taking the Lions, for example. Lions aren't broken. The Lions are a very successful um, uh, comp team, um, it's followed. It, everybody loves the Lions tour. That's why South Africa is sort of like throwing, absolutely pulling their hair out because they can see that the Lions tour is going down the gurgler for them. As a fact is that everybody wants a Lions tour, but just because it works for the men doesn't mean that you should copy it for the woman. Well, so not, again, not just the negative, the positive as well. Yeah, yeah. but but again, it, um, it it doesn't fit in the rugby calendar. So so you've got all, in all the um, the clubs. In, uh, in 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 uh, particularly the, the, the Gallagher Premiership clubs don't like it um, and are forcing it to be shorter and shorter and shrinking it and saying no you have a smaller and smaller window so no it, it it's even that doesn't uh, whilst the Lions is successful amongst fans and does create a good income even that uh, doesn't fit properly in the calendar and the cal um, and doesn't doesn't properly work in reality um, uh, unfortunately I, I I love it I think a lot of people do but I still think it doesn't uh, there, 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 are, there are parts of it in the men's game that it doesn't work for them. Um, so, Arthur, we caught you shaking your head at the beginning there um, when we were talking about Super Rugby. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, news come, has come out today about Fiji and uh, Moana Pacifica being a step closer to their existence because New Zealand Rugby has said that, or not necessarily, has, has not said because it's all rumour, um, Rumour has it that they're going to prepare to share um, the uh, TV revenue. And I saw you shaking your head, so I was wondering what... what oh, uh, no, actually, actually, so I got... I, um, because we'd been talking about the women's game um, prior to that, okay. I thought it was the thing about the, you know, Fiji and Samoa putting a women's team together. I thought that's what that was, sorry. No, no, no. Uh, Super Rugby. Um, no, 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 I'm, Super Rugby, that's... Uh, uh, look, the ide ideologically speaking, it's a fantastic concept. In reality, it won't work. Why? Oh, 
you, you're talking about a clash of cultures. Well, Basically. So, depends well, who runs it. It depends who runs it. Okay, put it this way. Depends who runs it. If the administration out of those areas are the ones that are going to run it, then the chances of it being successful based on previous installments of things that have happened, I would doubt that it would be successful. So, so you're, you're saying, Nishwin, that the running of the, the team won't be successful? Yeah, the, well, you know, it all filters down, doesn't it? We, 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 we support a team that we've seen that with. If, the, if it doesn't work at the top, it filters down all the way to the paddock. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I, I, one thing I will say, I think these Pacific Island teams, because they've been knocking on the door for so long, I think they'll be actually quite motivated to actually prove themselves in a, in a, super, a super rugby comp competition. Okay, now we all know it, it, it might, that passion and what you bring to the table might take you so far, but if they can, if they can build a, a base off the, off the back of that, that's not, I suspect they'll be way more successful than, say, for example, when a, when a Kings came into, the Southern Kings came into Super Rugby. And, I, and I, you know, even I still got my doubts about, you know, teams like the Western Force when they came into, into rugby and the Sunwolves, look how long it took them to basically get together as Gel. a franchise. I, I just, I suppose from my point of view, I just want to see what it brings to the table and you know, every there's a lot of people out there who who've wanted this. I just want to see how this plays out, or else we'll never know. Oh, look, I, I actually think that um, in terms of the players that want to play for that, it, it's it's strong as you know. You've got a lot of um, players making noises about wanting to play for a team like that. So, if the administration and management was able to be successful, the team would be the team would go very well. And it, it might it might even get to the stage, you know, anything that can help our Pacific Island friends with building their international game where they stay down this part of the Southern the southern Hemisphere and play their rugby down here and they mm. develop their game in a super rugby competition, it can only be really good for the Pacific Islands at an international level as opposed to heading off to France where the clubs are very reluctant to release their Pacific Island yep. players. Well, look. At the end of the day, it's um, as long as you can keep the actual um, governments of those countries out of the mix, you got a shot at it, right? Yeah. You got a shot. As soon as those governments get involved, and we know that's a lot of the rugby is influenced by the governments of those countries, you're going to have problems in that team being successful, right? So, if you can put up an administration that um, can can basically hold those. I mean, you know, you imagine any administration of any rugby team trying to hold the Fijian government at arm's length is not going to be an easy task, right? So you're going to have to be able to have strong people that can basically make sure that obviously they're going to have that relationship there, but they've got to hold them at arm's length. If they can't, then there's going to be too much influence from those governments and it'll fall over. Now, Because that's what one, happens now. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. Um, one, one, one thing that might give you some hope then is that... Uh, the uh, New Zealand rugby, sorry, the Fiji rugby union um, is looking for a private capital investor of up to ten million dollars for the uh, for, for the Super Rugby team, um, and they would be, and in return, they would get major ownership, oh, sorry, majority ownership of the team. So that means that uh, the Fiji rugby union would have would be a minority shareholder, which hopefully um, would be in the. In the <laughs> Paul, 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 uh, Fijian rugby union. 
is um, a, 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 a puppet um, for the government of the Fiji of Fiji. Um, at the end of the day, you know, and, and at the end of the day, um, you 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 would have to any any private equity investor that goes in there and goes, oh yeah, I've got fifty one percent, and I run the show and I make the decisions. Tell that to Frank. On 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 the other on the other side of the coin, we run with it. Okay, it falls apart. It's not administered well, and then. The people who are against it can go back and say, well, we told you so. Yeah, but I don't want that to happen, Steve. I want it to be, uh, you know, that's the thing. You know what I'm saying? Is it's like I want there to be some strength in the Pacific Islands rugby. But the reality is that the only way that's going to happen is if the politicians stay out of it. The, yeah. the local government, a local rugby governance, so the Samoan Rugby Union, the Fiji Rugby Union, the Tongan Rugby Union, they stay out of it. Because we know how they operate as well, right? And um, so it really does have to be a standalone entity that basically draws on the players, but it has nothing to do with any of the governance of the country or the rugby union from that country. Otherwise, we know from previous iterations of things going on, you know, money that's been um, provided by World Rugby to, to those nations, and it just disappears, right? It's for the players. It's for the game development. And it's like it disappears. So it's. I think it'd have to be an absolute arm's length um, setup. Um, otherwise, you know, and, and we don't want people to be able to say, I told you so. We, you know, we want it to be, you want it to succeed. So you've got to look at, you know, talking about before about looking at the past and not copying it. But this is a scenario where you do have to look at the past and say, how do we avoid that happening? And what do we have to put in place so it doesn't happen? Now, the Moana Pacifica one, being based in South Auckland, shouldn't have the same issues, um, thankfully. So, so that that one won't have those issues. Um, that one, that one then does ask the question of where they're getting the players from um, and how they and the Blues coexist. Um, because I think it's a strange place to have a team. But there you go. Um, but so yeah, you're right. And, and yes, some people might say, hey, look at the Fiji Drua. That worked well in the NRC. Yes, but there was no real money in it, um, and the. So there wasn't any, any real money for the for the for, for, for the corrupt for the corruption really to happen there, uh, and the money went straight into paying the actual sort of coaches and players rather than into an organisation that then tried to run it. Um, and when World Rugby funded that one, so yeah, so I don't. I don't whilst um, you might look at Fiji Drew and go, "Hey, look, things might have changed." I don't think that's a good guideline as to what could happen with their. I mean, with the draw, was it effectively just a club um, club in Australia, a Fijian club in Australia? No, they played out of Fiji. Okay, so it was, yep. it was a world world rugby funded um, side that played out of Fiji. So if if they were able to, I mean, because they were successful, well, let's face it, you know, they, mm -hmm. they they went well, they went well. So that might be a model that you can use as a base to start your platform from. Yep. Maybe, um, but uh, it's not um, uh, the looking at it uh, and the sounds of it. It doesn't so so far. It looks like there that the way that New Zealand rugby is dealing with this one is saying, "Look, you're a franchise. You have to manage yourselves." Shows you've got the cash and the and the and the structures in place to do it. Whereas World Rugby was very much a um, work with Australia Rugby and Fiji Rugby. And say, okay, let's have a team in in and and. Um, who are your players? Right, we'll pay him, we'll pay him, we'll pay him, um, and we'll buy, we'll, we'll pay for you to have a coach, we'll pay for your travel stuff, rather than, I think, 
here's 10 million, you go away and just figure out how it's run. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think that, unfortunately, I don't think they are um, following the same... Um, Look, I mean, I, I think if on the if we can if if this could happen, it's it's a great thing because I mean, like if you look at it, I mean, Super Rugby is going to change. You know, let's 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 go to a post COVID COVID world um, where things are now starting to get back on track and we're getting back to norm, some level of normality. Super Rugby is not going to be what it was pre COVID, no. right? The, the chances of South Africa now coming back into a Super Rugby environment are looking pretty slim. Would that be fair to oh, say? Zero. zero, absolutely zero. Yep. And, South Africa, yep. and, and, and South Africa, um, Argentina, and Japan are all will not be part of Super Rugby. Yeah, so effectively they need to look at how are they going to create a competition, and they need something like that as part of the growth of that competition, you know, base of that competition. Yep. Um, uh, Simon says the majority of uh, Super Rugby will still play in Europe. No, um, I think you'll find that actually there is, whilst the though they get paid more in Europe, a lot of them would actually like to be able to earn a living at home. Um, um, so. Secondary, Paul. Secondary. Let's let's look at let's look at the peer towers. Let's look at the Lua tours that have all gone. They were getting paid here, but they took the bigger money because it's like that was the opportunity to make sure that they set their families up. Then they look at like with Pia Tau now saying he wants to play for Tonga. Now that he's comfortable, he's got that base nest egg savings in the bank. Now we look at playing for the love of the game for the team that he wants to. I still think Simon's right. Initially, you're still going to see that streamer players go north because that's where the bigger dollars are. And the reality is, is that how many are going to have in a Super Rugby squad? 34? 30, yep. 33, 34, something like that, right? Well, once those, once that 34th player is picked, what about those other guys? Are they going to hang oh, around really? for injuries okay. or are they going to head off? I'm not saying I'm not saying that, um, that there'll be zero... Um, uh, Pacific Islanders playing in Europe. No, not at all. I'm, but I'm saying that I think the Super Rugby franchise down here will be able to uh, have enough quality to be a decent side. Um, I don't think they'll... I, I, I think there's enough for... for I think there's enough players who will want to... I'm not saying all of the... I'm not saying that, the, that you'll have all of the Fijian internationals or all of the, the Samoan internationals mm. available, but I think they'll have enough available to a decent side. I think they'll be enough happy, happy not... Or happy to be at home, especially... Uh, in the early years after post-COVID, in the fact that they've the, the lockdown, the lack of travel, not being able to come home and see their family, um, I think there'll be a certain there'll, there'll be some there'll be uh, a bunch of players who want to be home um, because of that and not think, wanting to be overseas. I think Paul also there'll be a lot of players out of out of secondary school or or, or even club rugby where Moana Pacifica will will resonate with with those particular players that instead of maybe playing for the Blues. Hey, I want to go and play for Mana. I want to go and play for Mana Pacifica. Or you may have a you may have a player who's a a minor ten cut player who hasn't made the one of any of the uh, super squads, and then they get picked up by by Mana Pacifica. I don't think uh, you know. I think you'll I think you'll find that Pacific Island players have thrown in their lot with the All Blacks, and maybe if, a little bit like the Lua Tours and the Piatos, there will be those that oh. Because we all know that the All Black players have got such a high profile, and uh, those clubs probably look like he's an All Black. He's probably a really good player, so we pay him a little bit more. But those players that are just underneath that level, I think those are the sort of players that they can develop a wee bit more within the Super Rugby, or you know whether it be the Fijian franchise or whether it be uh, Mana Pacifica guys. 
There's nothing stopping a Kiwi going and playing on that team either. Oh, absolutely. There's nothing stopping anyone. An Australian. And, and, and the, and the Argentinian. Listen, there will be. It, it just, it's going to come down to what what rules they set themselves as to how they how they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, what their own selection Lincoln, criteria. What yeah. about a Lincoln McClutchy who can't make the? But I was thinking of him before. Who, yeah, who, yeah. Who, yeah who, I was actually thinking. Yep. Who's considered not good enough to to make the Hurricanes, which which scratch which makes them scratch my. Yeah, scratch hey, my hey, head. hey. Let's face it. If Lynch, Lincoln McClutchy on the weekend would have pinned his ears back and scored that try. Gobsmacking that he can't get a contract with the Canes, isn't it? And those yeah. and those and those kids will only those kids will only ever, ever give will get better and better. Um uh I think there's there's the kid D'Angelo Leulia who plays club rugby here in, in, in Auckland. Auckland. Um uh, Dwayne Politavail. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's like he's 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 probably he's probably another one who, you know, um, Dwayne. Does he pick? Did he pick up a super contract with any of the? He, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, did he was, get one? Did he get one with the Crusaders, Paul? No, um, he is. Uh, uh, no, he, I think I think he's basically retired from professional rugby, uh, and as uh, uh, he he came back from. Um, the uh, the the the, the uh, major league rugby uh, had to find a job, obviously here. Found that um, uh, thing, found that the, the rugby was going pretty, uh, the job was going pretty well. And um, uh, actually, I bumped into him very briefly at Sylvia Park yesterday, uh, where he was uh, set where at um, in in the coffee shop there, where he was uh, yeah just going for a bit, just uh, about to go in for a business meeting. Um, so uh, so yes, I think he's. Yeah, he's 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 entrenched in uh, corporate life now. Go, Willie's trying to wind me up. By the way, look at the touchy. will end up. <laughs> he wants to get <laughs> Good on you, Willie. Free Willie. <laughs> so, um, you know, if Lincoln, if if Lincoln McClutchy um, um, got tapped on the shoulders by Scott Robertson, he's not going to say no, is he? No, no. He'd be, he he'd, be, he'd be he'd be breaking land speed records getting down there. Well, if, if you look at if you look at the um the, the 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 Crusaders recruitment policy though is if you don't play for Tasman or the uh, or, or the Crusaders, the only way you get in there is is an, is, is, is as an injury replacement. What? What? Nowadays, you look over the last several years, the the, the, the players that have arrived there. Yeah, have been no, 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 no. They go pick him out of first fifteen. They chuck him into Lincoln College or up at the Marcos, and then they go and select them. Oh, he's a local player. You well, got to no, no, okay, but say, Lincoln McClutch, because he plays for the Hawks Bay. Yep. wouldn't get in. Whereas, uh, yeah, fine. I'm not saying when they, but they only take players who are playing um, for either Tasman or Canterbury Province. Now, whether they've been born there and going, it doesn't matter about that. I'm just saying, at my ten club level, they've got to be playing there. Right. So they're going to be in the in the right. Okay, gotcha. Because the, the academies, academy structures, a bit like the Blues are now setting up with uh, up, up in uh, up in Auckland and um, uh, up in Northland and and um, North Harbour. Um, the Crusaders had that for, for a number of years. Um, so the only reason that um, uh, Reese ended up down there was because um, Makilehi, right, 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 um, the winger, got injured. Oh, um, yeah, Manisi. Um, oh God, Nati Ali, thank you. Um, the only reason that um, Rennie Rangers is down there is, again, as an injury replacement for a player. All the other players that they've recruited have been from Tasman or Canterbury over the last few years. Who's his cousin? 
<laughs> the, um... Come on, Nocturnal, who's your cousin? I was offered a chance back. At, oh, 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 yeah. Come on, then. I'm sorry, I missed that comment. <laughs> Nocturnal, right? Who was your cousin that got a chance was back? Full pot. Um, <laughs> the, Rita. Now, 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 I just see um, Go Willie Eighty Three mentioned that um, Brett Cameron, Brett Cameron. Is, off to, is off to the Canes next year. Now that could be because uh, that that could be correct because he signed with Manawatu, hasn't he? Yeah, he signed with my. I was just going to say, signed with Manawatu. The, uh, the that makes a lot of sense. Let's be honest. He's not. He's his his his. Uh, he, he really has stagnated at the Crusaders and and needs needs a change. Um, the uh, pushes all black games. Oh, Michael oh, Scott. Just, oh, yeah, Michael Scott. Just to push his um, just 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 to push to push his Super Rugby claims really, or just, mm. just to push his career full stop. Um, uh, yeah, he he, he does, Brett Cameron does, yeah, has, is, isn't working at the, at the at the Crusaders. Well, whether that's because he's just not good enough, or whether it's just uh, the environment doesn't work. Who knows? Oh, I think there's one Armonga that's basically, yeah, take it. You know, is is the number one first five and ain't going anywhere, right? Yeah. So, um, right. you know, you you can do the likes of what um, um, Blydendale did and um, um Steve, what's Stephen the Brett, the Tom Stephen Taylor, Brett, Stephen, Tom Taylor, yeah, yeah, all those guys sat there and basically their All Blacks aspirations went out the window because they weren't prepared to move away from the Crusaders. Yep, yep, um, definitely. I think he won a title with all, um, with the Blues. Uh, to about Michael Scott there, folks, on, yeah. the, on the podcast. But I mean, so, but, I mean um, Tom Taylor, look, he got plenty of game time as either a fullback or as or, or, or as a, or a 12 or off the bench. Brett Cameron's not even getting that. Yeah. That's the worst. Um, so I don't think... I was going to say, and he's behind Fergus Burke at the moment yep. as well. So, yeah. Yeah, so he's a different, a bit of a different case with Brett Cameron. He's, yeah, those are the guys at least we're getting, were were, were part of the. Uh... But they were never gonna, they were never gonna crack the All Blacks by being shifted around the back line and not cementing a position. Oh, I totally agree. Brett Cameron right. is even. And, and they had, the they line, had, though, they they, they could have. I mean, Tom Taylor, Tom Taylor's a classic. He was a very, he's a very good player, hmm. um, and and probably would have um, spent a lot more time in a black jersey if he had, if if he was willing to move franchises. Oh yeah, particularly a northern one. I just don't think Brett Cameron's at their level yet. Mm. Like he's, like he's, like oh no, no, absolutely, like, yeah, yeah. Um, so finally, let's. Uh, there's, there's been a uh, a um, piece of work done uh, looking at the coverage of sport in New Zealand by uh, news articles, um, and uh, the headline is uh, obviously that uh, men's rugby gets um, gets more news coverage than every single women's. Uh, sport combined, um, in fact, twice as much. Uh, the uh, so men's rugby or rugby in general in New Zealand gets twenty two percent of the coverage. Um, does that sound? Do you reckon twenty two percent of of, of, uh, of of coverage and stuff and Herald etc. Do you think that's about we could right? be flippant? We could be flippant. Uh, I don't even know if we're being flippant. Tell you the truth, we're a rugby show. Who cares? They <laughs> our sport. If you got a problem, uh, no, with it, uh, you can sort it. This is this is this is this is more in in in, in uh, kind of in in uh, not so much against women's uh, sport against sport in general. Um, yeah, look, the yeah, the sure. All Blacks are the only show in town here in New Zealand, right? Um, and actually, at twenty percent, I'm surprised it's not slightly higher than that. Um, well, so, in terms of other sport being higher, more 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 content. Being that the, the yeah, I mean, twenty two percent of content is 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 rugby. Uh, 
Uh, 19.6, I think it was, percent of content is men's rugby. Um, I'm getting lost the, on these stats, Paul. A fifth of all uh, coverage uh, is, is, is men's rugby. Yep. Okay. So it's 20%, 20, 25%. Yep. yep. Is, 20%, is men's yep. rugby. Yep. Uh, that's nothing. For the number one sport in the country, what, what do you get in Melbourne on the back page every every day? On the back page of a Melbourne paper every day is AFL stories. You don't get that in New Zealand. You don't get – even when rugby was – like in Auckland, we take Auckland, when we went through the powerhouse days in the 90s, um, the New Zealand Herald still had Tuesdays where never had any rugby in the paper on a Tuesday. Poor Whereas God. if you go to – if you go back to – as using Victoria as example, Melbourne as example, you don't have a single day without AFL news on, a, on, on the paper there. Paul, Paul, I reckon a lot of the blame should be pointed at <clears throat> pointed at rugby the rugby themselves because as as we we both know, um, you know, in terms of <clears throat> trying to give the national game coverage, even uh, with it, with what we're doing here at New Zealand Sport Radio, can be difficult sometimes. And all we're really saying to them, hey, we're just trying to give you guys a, a little bit of free press, a, a, a different sort of angle. And what I do like about like. Ashwin mentioned before, the back of the newspapers in, in Victoria, it's all AFL. But the great thing about it, not all the stories are the same. Some of, some of the stories you get out of rugby are very gen generic. Oh. Jack, Jack Goodhue decides to grow his, grow a bit of a mullet. It seems like all the networks, whether it's Stuff, NZME, they all jump, jump over that same story. And that's pretty much what you get. And it's condensed down into 22, 22%. Um, where there's, there's, there's actually other stories out there, but you've just there's huge amount look. of stories, rugby stories out there. Got to go look at right. Look, oh, look, let's let's. Face, I mean, like, I mean, one of the things that I have a go at the the Blues in Auckland when in the NPC time as well is the fact is that I want to know what's happening at the hospital ward in the team. You know, we want to know who are the players that are injured. When are they likely? To, how long's their injury going to keep them out for? Why hasn't a player been selected? You're not going to go into the details of why he's been selected, but you're right. Has he been not been selected because? They've been, he's been dropped, or has he got the injury? You know, that's there's so much information that we could be getting, here's, and it's not put out there. Here's a here's a here's a novel idea. How about highlighting a couple of promising players that are running around in the development squad at the moment? Um, doing doing some storage. How much mileage would you actually get out of that from the, from from their clubs, from their family, from their friends? I tell Dude, you what, the fans will lap it up. The fans. If, if you know what, if you you can't even even when you want to see who the, 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 the you can't even get a team sheet on the Blues website on who the development squad is because you know when the Blues squad was originally named I think there's about thirty six players. Well, let me give you the tip: not all thirty six are playing on Sunday. So what's happening with the other thirty guys or the injured guys? It's really poor. Those are the stories I want to read. Unfortunately, I end up going to a forum. I get I get more information. Yeah. I won't mention them. I won't mention their name, but that's where I get all my information, and that's usually I, through friends of friends. and And there's a whole lot of people on these forum looking for that sort of information. Do your work, guys. Our our media our media is absolutely piss poor in this country. It doesn't matter whether you're talking general news or sports, whatever. Our media in this country suck. Yeah. The, um, and, and, yeah. and, and and you do, and and you will say, oh, there's the odd one. Nah, there isn't. <laughs> now, uh, look, obviously, the, the article is all about 
the, the lack of coverage of women's, women's sport. But look, the other point here, I mean, we've got other people like um, Scott Dixon uh, in, look, um, winning IndyCar races. Uh, and unless you're into motorsport, you wouldn't know that. Um, we've got world-beating world athletes around the world doing, but, but Paul, doing Paul, great let's things. Let's take a this is this is stuff. Let's let's talk about the irony of this article. Okay, yes. this is stuff. It's owned by a feminist who runs a news organisation that's complaining it doesn't have enough women stories in it. How <laughs> stupid is that? Geez, a feminist owns the bloody publication and then saying there's not enough women's content. It's your fault. Go hire some journalists. Get them out there. Get them reporting on it. If you want woman sport reported, you're the one that's in control of it. What an idiot! The uh, and but I mean, to the yes, there's that. The other side of it is, I'm sure we're going to see the exact same article in the five other news websites we spot because, as you said, once one once one website um, jumps on it, all the rest just basically copy and paste the same article as well, which is because again, lazy journalism. Yep, um, that's it. Yep. Um, the one, yeah, the one dollar media organization. The uh, yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Um, uh, apparently, the Herald is all America's Cup. I wouldn't know because it's behind a paywall, so I don't go there. Um, <laughs> yeah, can Aaron, Aaron? Aaron's his work gets it, so he's he's a cheap Indian and get uses the free access out of work. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed to say that I'm a cheap Indian too. <laughs> the, um, the, That's my um, Scottish heritage. You guys do platform for your ideas. Yes, of course we do. We, we yes, we also do our own platform. And yes, um, we, we we are part of the twenty-two uh, percent uh, of covering mainly rugby. Um, <laughs> so if you look oh, at but, our, but but then we're not complaining about our content, are we? No, well, true. <laughs> <laughs> we're I, not. We're not here saying we should be showing. Them, right? <laughs> you know, we are just you know when we covered the club. Auckland Club Rugby last year. We we opened oh. up we we opened up a little bit of a medium to a lot of clubs and a lot of people who you'd never had the love before from anybody from not even a local suburban newspaper. Um, so they were they Good were stuff. absolutely wrapped that we we were basically covering it because listen there, there are some very very not, you know not just talented players but also there's some there's some talented coaches and some really good good people out there and more importantly some really interesting people remember i ran into uh, mossy kalofo last year mm -hmm. wow you know back back in the provincial days god was an absolute legend the, they, uh, they, uh, what i was going to say just just you you're saying there's lots of interest the coaches and all that Look, there's interesting stories out there in the club world and they are they, they're genuinely interesting stories and they just need a platform to be told on and um, it's not just the um, uh, it's, it's not just the the, the the rugby, but grassroots. Full stop. I mean, I was at the club club cricket or, or, or grassroots community cricket stuff at the weekend that had great stories as well. Uh, yeah, all this there's, there's there's great stories out there. You've got to go find them. Um, the uh, one of the best videos I've had recently is me jumping in jumping in water because um, again, that's just it's uh, whether, whether you want to call bombing. Um, oh, uh, I thought you were talking about when you got out of the jet boat because it's like, you know, you, you had to change quickly. But, the, um, no. <laughs> but, 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 but I'll tell you what, Paul, you, you, you brought it to everybody's attention and, and it's it's an actual thing. I thought to yeah. myself, and you and you just saw the amount of people 
who who basically jumped jumped over probably one of the more uh, popular posts that you've actually put up there on New Zealand Sport Radio, and it was, yeah. it was absolutely it was fantastic. There were people that were passionate out there. So what it what it says, yeah, there there are stories out there, and um, yeah, the, the stuffs of this world can can put oh, that can sort go of jump information because out there, they're they're a big part of the problem. The, the stuff is a massive part of the problem because at the end of the day, it was only in the last six months that they cut their sports journalists in half or even even more. Yeah, oh, it does, yes. And um, there's so, so one of the guys who's on the Knicks newsletter, our, our new footballing um, show, um, it's like, uh, it's, it's, it's just graduated as, as a journalist and he's, uh, he's, he's a bit uh, annoyed, maybe if you can't find anyone or take his, take his articles. It's like, yeah. And he's like, look, there's, 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 no, there's no young journalists. That's right. They sacked them all because, yeah, the old guys, the old boys club um, gets uh, is looking after itself. And there are so few jobs. They're jobs for life. And they open up once in a blue moon. Actually, just just on Aaron's mention there, um, cricket club used to get uh, get no courage from the Herald. I I, I remember years ago, um, every uh, it's Tuesday again, but Tuesday in the Herald was all secondary school sports um, results. Secondary yeah. sport, school sports results. You used to go there and see what you, you know the sport that you follow. You look at your school generally because you're looking at your school, right? And you're saying, how did they go in the first eleven cricket go? How did the uh, netball team go? Whatever you know, you don't get any of that in, in now in, in, anymore either. And I it's that. So um, there we go, folks. Um, someone mentioned uh, further up that uh, they reckon that Australia is all cricket. No, I think you'll find that there's. Australia is is a is a segmented market, as, and as Austin said, in Melbourne it's all AFL, in Sydney it's all league, um, and yeah, and in some at certain times of the year cricket will get some coverage as well. But um, yeah, I think in Australia it's slightly different, being a bigger market, being a more uh, being a, a more um, uh, segregated market as well uh, in each area. But there we go. Thank you very much, guys. We've overrun. Um, as always, I hope you've all had a hope you've enjoyed the show. Don't forget you can support New Zealand Sports Radio. Um, at uh, patreon.com forward slash NZ Sport Radio. Um, I'll be posting up my chat with um, Aaron about some grassroots rugby for yours only. Um, that will go up um, tonight or tomorrow. Um, so that'll be an exclusive for supporters. So if you want to hear that, us talking about some of the stories in uh, in um, uh, community in the community game, then uh, sign up for that. Thank you very much, Arswin. No, no worries, man. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much, Stephen. Yes, it's a good night from me and it's a good night from him and him. Good night. And Stephen will uh, will pipe up in the next show going, this grassroots stuff, I think we should talk about that and what media coverage it gets. <laughs> a lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.